You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. <sighs> it's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. <laughs> Uh, Outdoor Adventure Summit Sea Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long. Along, play with you for about what? The next. We got to cut it short. You got a time, Todd? Well, it's got to be uh, like 38 minutes. 38. It really. Th- I said 38 minutes last week, and it was longer. So we got to keep. No, we have to. It has to be under. It has 30. to be under. Okay. Along for the ride is best co-host in all the land, Todd, to the top, hanging out inside the Monarch in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. Uh, we have a. Well, we have a full show. We have a full show. We have we have a fun show, a packed show. We have on the docket, uh, which is there's not a whole hell of a lot going on because the resorts aren't open, aren't open yet, but we'll go over when they open. We have guests in studio, Corey Davis and maybe Ben Botter, who's on his way with Ogden Avalanche. We will talk all things uh, Ogden Avalanche in the news, ski resort opening dates, Amher Sports, Ogden expansion. Um, can't remind. Oh, Aram Boots Launch. Castor Bean Boots, you might be interested in those. Brunton sold to Wyoming locals and the best ski runs in North America. Hint, none are in Utah. We'll give you a Gear 30 segment quote of the week, Outdoor Jukebox. All of this and more on Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show episode 381, Deep Slab. So let's charge. summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. All right, we have Corey Davis in the trailer, so he feels comfortable. And I like trailers. Yeah. Of Ogden Avalanche. And uh, Todd, we were just talking right before we went uh, live that you weren't on enough boards. So maybe you want to be on the Ogden Avalanche board. I mean, we are looking for board members or we were. Yeah, but there's the one thing. Which is? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of snow. So I think, maybe I, <laughs> I think that is that a requirement? It, is it uh, not at all? Not, not at, at all. Right yeah. Um, we, in fact, we like people who have no experience at all. Differing opinions Differing are always opinions. good on a board. Yeah, yep, yeah, are always enough. good. This week's weekly happy fire and ice. Oh, it's actually fire ice in dynamite kayaking. Let's see if this thing will will play and make any noises at all. Uh, there we go. All right, so you got to watch this. Hopefully, I can get this up on the on the YouTube. If you're not following the Banning Collective on the YouTube, this kayak this kayaking segment is insane. Uh, they posted it to YouTube in 2016, but it starts out with somebody jumping off with a parachute and then landing on a bridge. This guy's. I don't. I wish you guys could see this. You're gonna damage your. Yeah. So look. look can you see? It? Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Some some of this is is pretty crazy. So the, wait until you see the guy. So there's a beer barrel, right? Uh, it's they're all stunts though, and then you'll see a guy in a kayak connect. There you go. Skiing. See skiing. We made skiing into kayaking. It is a sport. This goes on for what three minutes or something? Uh, three minutes, and is pretty nuts. The stunts are 
next level, but it's shot in this like hot dog movie, you know? It's like kind frat boy kayaking. Exactly. Yes. Jackass. From Jackass. the probably 90s. Yeah. And well, it's freaking funny, man. So that is your weekly happy. If you're looking for something to watch and, and keep you looking just bent backwards on those <laughs> kayak skis. Everybody needs a pair of kayaks. Har Harvey wants I to think. say no one was hurt in the making, but maybe. I don't think that's true. So <laughs> Maybe yeah. they were. I don't know. Bogner, B-O-G-N-E-R. Bogner, the brand. That's thanks to Bogner. There you go. Anyway, that's your weekly happy fire ice and dynamic kayaking. All right. So on the docket, anticipated resort opening dates from Ski Utah would be. So you're saying last week's dates that you gave were, were lies? They were maybe moved. In other words, last <laughs> week, Snow Basin was supposed to be the 24th of November, and now it's to be announced. Like, uh, I don't, we don't know. We don't know. So you didn't so much yeah. lie to our they, audience? No, they changed. Let's do the rundown. Alta, November 24th. Okay. Beaver to be announced. Brian Head to be announced. Brighton to be announced. Cherry Peak to be announced. Deer Valley, December 4th. Eagle Point, December 17th. Deer Valley, December 4th. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm all. Okay. Nordic Valley, they have is December 3rd. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> They're making snow, though. Uh -huh. Yeah. So Park City, TBA. Powder Mountain, TBA. Snow Basin, TBA. Snowbird, December 1. Solitude, November 23rd, which would be the earliest in. Utah, Sundance, December 10th, Woodward, TBA. Wait, yeah. Brighton didn't open? Brighton to, to be announced. Oh. I think you can go do the Bones yeah. thing, whatever, up there. But, yeah. I feel like there's more TBAs than there were a week ago. Mm -hmm. It rained a lot. It didn't set up very well these last seven days that we were, we were gone. All right, our guest in the trailer here today, the infamous... Famous. Famous. Probably more on the infamous. <clears throat> Corey Davis from Ogden Avalanche. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, do I have anything to... No, that's bad. Ah, that's probably bad, too. Let's see. That was like there we go. Yeah, Corey Davis from Ogden Avalanche. Yeah. Ah, Corey, thanks for coming in studio with us. Welcome back from your mad summer of fire. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we have a party to throw. You come back, so you come back off work and just throw parties. Yeah, yeah. The party is the benefit annual benefit for Ogden Avalanche. Are you going to be quiet on me? No. Okay. Well, these so far we're yet yet no. So these are well, one I'll, I'll get going. Okay, I'm just letting right. you do your thing first. The date. He wants you to like make him sound good, like mm. get him started. <laughs> yeah, give me give it me fired up. Okay, no, he's kind of pro. So. <laughs> Make it worth his time. <sighs> All right. What's the date of the Ogden Backcountry Bash? December 2nd at the front. Oh, that's that's good. It's almost a full sentence. All right. So we got... <laughs> There's a comma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, man. I got no space on my memory card. What are we doing here? Um, let's go like this real quick. Bum, bum, bum. Just record. Record that. All right. We're going to record that. Okay. Uh, all right, so who's sponsoring this year? Why should anyone go? What, is the, what does it benefit? So it benefits Avalanche Education and Outreach in the Ogden area. I couldn't tell you our mission statement off the top of my head. Brandon, I know you have it memorized, though, as secretary. No. 
I had it written down at some point. <laughs> Not memorized. We have a mission statement? Ben, what's our mission statement? Oh, Ben's here. He'll know the here mission statement. He's Mike's the president. Yeah, yeah, walk ben, ben walk just gently, you know. What's the weight limit on this thing? Thick boy summer. Uh, Two C's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two C's. All right, thick boy. Well, thanks for coming. I pre- did you grab a beer? No, I didn't. I'll go okay, grab, grab a beer. and then uh, Corey's going to tell you all the mission statement while I get a beer. Yeah, yeah. No, but why, sh- why should we go to the bash? It benefits Ogden Avalanche. It does. One. It provides free and low-cost avalanche education and outreach to the people of the Ogden area. So Weaver, Davis, Morgan counties, Box Elder. Why would we want that when we have Utah Avalanche Center? Uh, Utah Avalanche Center is great. They're our partners to the south and the north, but they don't have a direct link here in the Ogden area. So we're trying to bridge that gap is our goal. Okay, so you guys go out in the mornings and you submit observations. Yeah, we do. Uh, The goal really of Ogden Avalanche at this time, we don't provide uh, avalanche forecasts like the Utah Avalanche Center does and many other avalanche centers. Our goal is just to provide low cost and free avalanche education and information to the people of northern utah really that's probably the mission yeah that sounded really close to a mission state it was that was really close but remember those long nights last year where we were like bashing our heads against tables coming up with mission statements i just remember that was months of work to come up with that yeah (laughs) well it's the three of us you have to remember so and a lot of drinking and (laughs) thanks thanks roosters Thank you, Roosters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pull that bad boy close to you, Benny, as close as you can get. Okay, so the money goes towards uh, Avalanche Outreach, and so what, is, what does that mean? What, what, what's... Oh, Ben's looking up the mission statement right now. You can actually touch the mic and bend it up towards your lips. There you go. Nice. There, is this good. better? So good. <laughs> so, you sound so good. I wish you had like another SMR or whatever, whatever this is. Like... Headphones. Yes, sure. Hmm. So to I answer said, Todd's question. SM7B. Every three years about, we have a death in the Ogden Mountains, either in the Snow Basin Periphery or up near Monte Cristo with motorized users. Um, and so our goal is to obviously not have that happen. Um, death, we should say, through avalanche. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the people probably avalanche die caused from other or things. Some sort of, sure. But yeah, I mean, but, and so the, the awareness is to get people... At least to understand the danger they're traveling into. Sure. And then they can make their own choices. Yeah. And that's that's where we come in. Okay. Uh, and then how do how do we find that information? Once you go out and you you find what's going on in the Ogden Hills and backcountry, where do you post it? Oh, fuck. You don't, you don't know? <laughs> no. The Utah Avalanche Center, like I said, deals with all forecasting for the northern wasatch which is where we lie right um and that's where you can submit observations you can also submit observations to us uh through our website at ogdenavalanche.org or wait time out observations is actually a term used in the industry for a a thing that you so explain that because you can just observe something and call it but what is an actual avalanche observation uh it can be the uac it can be really anything, and that's what we're looking for. It can be just photos, like it was windy today, which we went, direction was the wind blowing from, what the snow feel like, how much did it snow, um, did it rain, like it's really, or was it sunny, uh, was it sunny but it was still cold. And then how does that differ from someone who is um, recreational backcountry skier and they go out and they shoot a photo and they upload it to Instagram? 
And that's an observation of, of sorts. Exactly. And that's actually all really good information. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the information we want. And that's the information that the UAC wants. Because it's just like any other data source, right? The more points we have, the more accurate we can be in our forecasts. So I think to answer the question, the, the difference between the two would be Ogden Avalanche gets less likes, I think, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but more love, but actually. More love. <laughs> but way, 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 way more love. Way more love. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so you encourage uh, recreational users to maybe tag Ogden Avalanche and so you can share that information. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you see or trigger an avalanche, you know, report it to the Utah Avalanche Center or us. Um, also, if you're in the periphery of a ski area, do it, uh, report it to the ski patrol at that ski area so they're not sending out rescuers to go through the avalanche debris um, if we know that no one was caught and carried. Ben, I really like your jacket. Thank you. I think I can explain this a little better for you, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. If we think about avalanches in general and the community as kind of like a tart cherry pie, little sour with a buttery crust. And I'm saying this because I know how much you love food, so you'll really get this, right? And Thanksgiving is next week. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I am thankful. All of these little pieces that we're getting in from our recreational users, they're like the individual little cherries, right? Mm. Then you add the crust, which is grandma's recipe. That's mm -hmm. Corey, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, and then crusty. the sauce. You <laughs> add my sauce and mm. flair, right? Yeah. A little tang, maybe some lemon juice. Yeah. But it's really once you have this whole pie together that you get the picture, but it takes the entire community to make this pie. God, I want a bite. You know, that's good. It's delicious. Yeah. You have a bite. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. You've had few too many. <laughs> and then if you're able to eat this pie, enjoy it, have a good afternoon with it, and then travel home safely from it so you can take a nice long nap. With with a little bit of rum. With a little rum. So or like deep slab. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. deep slab. Yeah, it peeps up. Okay, so the name of the show is Deep Slab. We should get into that. Ogden Avalanche. So we have the bash coming up. The date is December second. Second. I keep wanting to say third. Second. That's a Friday. It's one we, way we you can't compete with First Friday. Wait. That's a third. No, the We're second. A the second's a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, but yeah. the third is First Friday, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we can't yeah, compete. Yeah. With no. That. No. No. Good move Th there. Thursday's a good choice. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> okay. And then so that's one way to benefit or help uh, fundraise for Ogden Avalanche and come party with us at at the front. Yes. Everyone is invited. Another way, which is new this year, is Deep Slab. Wait. Where's my? Gosh, I need my things. Hold on. There's got to be. Do you have a sound effect for Deep there's Slab? There's got to be a. I don't know. What? Let's see if. Um, what is this? Ooh. Deep slab. Yeah. Was that pretty good? <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, it's not awful. We, it's not awful? Deep slab. Okay. That's, that's all right. It's all right. It's, not, yeah, okay. it's okay. I give it a 60. I mean, I don't have headphones on, but it sounds pretty bad. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it sounds really good. Okay, what is <clears throat> deep slab? Deep slab. Yeah. Uh, so Roosters is partnered with Ogden Avalanche as well as the Banyan Collective. Thanks. Yeah. I'd throw <laughs> that out there for you. Yeah. Um, and they've decided to brew a beer for us this year. Mr. Colton uh, is brewing the beer. It's a ooh, citrusy pale ale with deep malt flavor. Deep slab malt. Deep malt flavor slab. I think you need your sound. I don't have headphones on, so maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got to play it one more time. I like it. Okay, ready? Deep slab. 
It's okay. That was light and fluffy, actually. <laughs> yeah. so it reminded me of like a, like a yeah. old Warren Miller or like ninety ski film little thing. Okay, well, all I got is that or deep slap. Okay. Ooh, I like. That. Yeah, I like that better too. Getting, getting deep. Okay, all right. Or deep slap. No question mark. Yeah, that didn't work. That one was really good. Okay, but this is a beer brewed by Roosters, yep. and you can find it once it's available, and it should be at the Bash, we're hoping. Yeah, we're Fingers hoping. Crossed. We Just with the labeling stuff, we might have it there. We might not. We're not sure. Um, it takes a long time for them to get a label approved by the DBAC. So, Talk about the label real quick. Uh, Richard Ramos is the one who designed the label for us, and uh, Nicole Dye, our marketing specialist, came up with the idea. Ramos, local artist? Yeah. He's a tattoo artist at golden spike i think now and uh also has painted many of the murals around town but uh it is ben loman vomiting a rainbow avalanche onto some folks dead folks well they're skeletons they could be living skeletons i guess they're skiing somehow yeah they were they're moving yeah (laughs) it's listen it's up to interpretation yeah as all good art is yeah Yeah. it's you know, we we do try and meld, you know, some art local artists with our outreach and education stuff. Like we try and hire local artists to make all our posters and things like that too. So, so how does it work? It, once it's released to the public, like, are, is it are cans going to be available in the grocery stores? Yep, and they're going to be sixteen ounces too. Whoa. None of this twelve ounce stuff. That's a deep slab right there. <laughs> but yeah, and then. Uh, you know, the family or Roosters, I guess, is going to donate, you know, a portion of the proceeds to the nonprofit. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to go to help fund our mission. Of If this goes well, I'd love to see it on a 40. Oh, yeah. that Now oh. we're talking. <laughs> it yeah. just seems like it it satisfies the, the brand a little, even, yeah, even better. Yeah. Malt liquor. Deep, <laughs> deep 40. Deep 40, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I don't know if I can make it through a deep 40. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. I but, know. We're yeah. getting old for 40s. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay. Good. So, beer. Thanks, Rooster. So, it's actually brewing tomorrow, I think. Oh, it is? I haven't been down there in a yeah. while. Yeah, I think Colton's going to brew it tomorrow. Yeah, so I might try and get some footage in the morning. Oh, of, perfect. Of the action. Are you, anyone available? You want to come down? Oh, I'm always available now. Okay. All right. I'm soon to be unemployed. Yeah. It's like three days. Okay. You're on call. For tomorrow morning. I'll t- okay. I'll text you. All right. All right. Anything else we should know about Ogden Avalanche, which uh, it's our, how's the season setting up? I know we had some storms, but is all the, the fall snow gone? Yes. And thank God. Okay. Like, yeah. it rained a bunch, and so we're not going to deal with our deep slab issues <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, because it's, I think we had our first freeze last night, overnight, down here. I don't yeah. know about the mountains. And so there was no snow left, huh, up there to... Not really. Models. There's a trace. It's yeah. patchy and minimal. So, okay. I mean, there'd be isolated pockets, but we're setting up a lot better than we were coming. It's so life. interesting to learn because I didn't, I didn't geek out on this until I was involved with with y'all, <laughs> and you know, because as a resort only skier, when you see snow hit the mountains early on, you get very excited. And you're like, yes, it's going to uh, help form a base, and we're going to be very excited. And then, and then most instances that's correct but in the backcountry, uh if you get an early season snowfall october-ish early november and then it heats up what does that do to the base because this happened last year yeah so what happens is it's not even the heating it's the cooling actually but you're you're getting there someday i gotta take a less a class 
Uh, so what happened? No, but I thought the sun during the day melts it out a little bit, and then the, and then the cold at night messes it up. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's the cold temperature. Trying to save it, but no. It all changes the snow, right? It's all snow metamorphosis. So a hot day can create a crust, which would later become a bed surface. Or it, mm. it's not quite as simple as oh, it got warm, so we're gonna have avalanches. Sure. Yeah. But it. But early season and that snow's up there, how does the weather weather affect it? And do you want it to warm up or do you want it to cool down? So when we have a shallow, cold snowpack and in November and December in Utah, in the mountains, the weather is usually cold. Yeah. I think it was 19 degrees at my house this morning. Um, and so what that creates is a temperature gradient in the snowpack. But he also lives under the bridge, so. Yeah, the river, but the river <laughs> Down by the river. Warmer. <laughs> In a trailer. Uh, so it creates temperature gradients. And if we don't have a deep snowpack, we have a shallow snowpack and cold temperatures, it drives faceting. And faceting is mm. bad. That's what gotcha. creates okay. deep slab deep avalanches. Slab. See, we need more. Oh, shit. I'm behind. Deep slab avalanches. And that's due to early season snow. Shallow snowpack, okay. cold temperatures. Okay. Deep slab. We don't want that. We don't want that. No, that's bad. Okay. That's so, why we named our beer that for some reason. Okay, but we don't have it, so we're good. This So far. This so week. far, so good. So if it, boy, nothing, nothing's on the radar yet, right? So we're about a week out until anything really hits. I mean, there might be a storm-ish tomorrow, but yeah, really? Okay. Kind of midweek is when it's starting to form. Remember, two, was it two years ago or three years ago when Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. it just oh. blasted, and then it didn't stop, right? Or it did stop, <clears throat> but it killed us on Thanksgiving. So, oh, that's, so is good. that what you want? Because it's so later, late in the season that okay. Yeah, we want a lot of snow, and we want it to keep snowing. Yeah, we don't want it to snow just a little bit and then not snow for a long time. Okay, snow doesn't like drastic change; it likes consistency. I like consistency. It's like Me Brandon. Too. Yeah. yeah. No ups and downs. We'll just keep it right here. Yeah. yeah. If it snowed two inches a day every day throughout the winter, it'd be a killer winter, and we also wouldn't have very many avalanche problems. But then you'd be out of work, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, give me the rundown for safety <laughs> real quick. What what do people need to know before they head into the backcountry? Oh, where to start? Yeah, basics. <laughs> One, know that avalanches do occur. Because a lot of times, uh, and we talk about this with our trail runners, snowshoe users, uh, some of those recreationalists that venture into avalanche terrain without maybe being necessarily aware that they're actually in avalanche terrain. Yeah, I'd say that's huge. And I, yeah. the, the the best thing you could do for yourself is get educated. Start with a basic class, one of our rooster series, or a no before you go class, or start with one of our one on one classes. You know, even if you are not uh, skiing or snowboarding back, you know, backcountry skiing or snowboarding. If you're running, trail running, snowshoeing, you can still put yourself in that terrain or in those areas where avalanches can occur. There's avalanches uh, on this west side sometimes. Yeah. People don't think about that. In the 90s, someone died right above Weaver State on the fitness trail. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, well, yeah. You, have you ever used the fitness trail? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait, two drums. It's not appropriate. Not <laughs> It's been nice having you on the show. <laughs> Don't let the trailer yeah. door hit you on the way out. 
but yeah, come to a No Before You Go. Our first No Before You Go the season is actually at Gear 30, as it always is. Oh, when is that? I got to put that in the calendar. <laughs> it's December 14th. Okay, good to know. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. And it's always our big kickoff party, and it's sponsored by, you know, all our usual sponsors, but Snow Basin and Powder Mountain. Uh, they send some patrollers down, and they talk about what to know when leaving ski area boundary and how you know if you're leaving the ski area boundary. And it's yeah. a little different than a norm, normal no before you go. And we have a good turnout every year and it turns into a party most of the time, like most of our events. So as it and let's, should. let's, yeah. let's remember too, that these no before you go, these avalanche classes aren't like in the basement of the library and some dull classroom. Like you set them up in places that you're going to be anyway. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. you're going to have a good time. You can have a drink, have some food. It's true. And also, you know, see the same people you saw at these, you know, hopefully they're coming back year after year. I wouldn't imagine. I do. And if you're new to the area, you know, meet some new, meet, meet your people. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, it's the fall is a cool thing with seasonal work. You know, I do a lot of seasonal work. Well, two times a year, obviously. Uh, and, uh, this, the fall every year is like this bringing back of all the people that have been gone all summer. Like they've been overseas or they've been doing other things, guiding other places or climbing or walking around like some people do. Um, and the fall tends to bring them back to the mountains and, uh, all these events in the fall are a good time to meet up with old friends. I agree. Maybe first date. Yeah. First date. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. Ogden Avalanche. No, before you go. This is for a first date, I think. Yeah, Gear 30. Yeah. I'm down. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Anything else? Benny? I was just saying, first date, you could find that lifelong touring partner. (laughs) (laughs) I like the sound of that. Yeah. I'll be there. (laughs) I'll be there. (sighs) First dates. All right. In the news, in the news, we already talked about the... Utah Ski Resort opening dates. Amherst Sports Ogden expansion. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. thanks Where are they thanks. expanding? <clears throat> well. Yeah, what are they doing? All right, Standard Examiner. Ogden leaders have approved a tax incentive plan. That explains it right there. Meant to help Amherst Sports, a major manufacturer. Well, this is the, I guess this is the best news out of this, is we are giving them tax incentives to expand, but there were other places giving them more money. Uh, Texas and somewhere else, and they decided Can't to stay ski here. In Texas. They just decided to stay here in Ogden. So, uh, a ma- major manufacturer in the city with a planned thirty million dollar expansion. Per terms of the proposal, Amer will get two point four six million dollars in tax increment financing over ten years, a refund essentially on the property taxes it would otherwise have to pay on the higher value of the warehouse facility. That's the focus of the project. I'm happy having them in town, though. Yeah, me too. They're one of our headline sponsors, obviously, Atomic over there at Amherst. So yeah, good just, people. I just got a truckload of stuff this afternoon. You literally them. had a truckload of stuff. You showed up to Gear 30. <laughs> I don't know how that thing still drives, but besides <laughs> that, um, the bed of the beautiful Toyota that you own was full of so many damn boxes. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how you got it all. I don't back know there. if you know this, but running a nonprofit is you know super lucrative. Yeah, well, I it must be. <laughs> I, you can't afford a new truck, but the bed of it was full of new boxes. So thanks, sponsors. Yep. It's, lightly, it's lightly used. I mean it's, it's slightly it's slightly used. Shape. Oh my God. Oh very good. All it means is keep a close eye on a certain somebody's like 
eBay page like this week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal page. It's not tied to the Avalanche group at all. I know. I drove around Ogden like that, and I was like, ooh, every time I'd come out and be like, how many boxes am I missing? <laughs> I see some guy on 25th Street in a new pair of atomic boots. <laughs> He's like, sweet. I got some bindings. What the hell am I going to do with these things? <laughs> like, did okay, did t- they say how many new jobs they're bringing? Yeah, sorry. I... Yes, it was like 150 something. That's I, cool. That's I, good. Yeah, I X'd out of it, but I think it's about around 150. I read it earlier today. Nice. This one's for you, Todd. I know you're a big hiking boot fan. So there is I a like new boots. a new boot brand launched today, and I learned a new word today. It's sustainability. The sustainability is front and center of this brand. The Nevada-based footwear startup is called Arum, E R E M, and they um, okay. Let me come. Noah Swartz has a footwear in his blood. Okay, listen, this guy is the son of a Timberland, former CEO. They have literally billions of dollars to play with on this. So and we'll get to that here in a minute. But Aaron Swartz is the great-grandson of its founder. He's clear that the launch of his new desert performance brand, Aram, is charting new territory. The Nevada-based boot brand launched today, which was a few days ago, with initial offerings in both men's and women's fits. So they got a, a mid-rise hiker, the Zero Coal. $169 in the high cut desert model, similar, similar to a military boot. Um, so how it got started was the Swartz who's ma- mostly based in Los Angeles first conceived with the idea of the brand when he, in 2020, when he went on a rough day of hiking in Southern Utah. Uh, so, oh, thank you. Thank you. So we will participate in some roosters pecan pie holiday ale as we, as we talk about it. Wait, should we, very good, very good. I'm late. All right, so Aram is is a buy. That's good. That's good. You're not, nobody, you're never late. Oh my god! Did you get that? It was so loud. Oh, I got it. I got it. You're welcome. Pecan pie. Once a year. Once a year, you have to deal with this. I prefer more. So we can do more. Challenge accepted. Todd, have you heard of the word? Have any of you heard of the word biocircular? Nope. I think they made right. it up for this. Aram is a biocircular bio brand, meaning it only uses materials with 100% proven paths back to nature and full recyclability. Here's how I picture it in my head. Wait, okay. recyclability? That's recyclability. not a word, is it? That's what Outside Business Journal put. I'm reading it here. So here's the earth. Okay. The earth is just existing. Somebody makes a product like hiking shoes. Somebody uses the hiking shoes, and then they're done using them, and then it just goes back into the earth. Becomes earth again so they biocycle it's a biocircular brand meaning it only uses only materials with the 100 proven paths back to nature and full recyclability so every second you're wearing them they are grinding down into the <laughs> earth that might be the case swartz says some people talk about circular products but no one is talking about circular products with the bio component know what it is yeah i like plastic for swartz bio circularity <laughs> what do you got to say to somebody who really likes plastic <laughs> i don't i'm they're probably smart <laughs> they'll probably last <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute Corey. <laughs> i got some bean caster shit for you here in a minute so stay tuned uh biocircularity is the next frontier of the sustainability conversation he says the company plans to develop a recycling program to help customers return their products once they're done with them in essence it means that the company has the ability to produce very little waste even as it puts new products into the world which is great in theory it's great i I don't know but isn't that what most hiking boots are like leather rubber wood like those all came from the earth right rubber 
Yeah, rubber comes from trees. Rubber and they have tree. to be able to return to the earth, too, and not just, like, in a dump. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guess no one really wears leather anymore, but... I don't know. So there you go. Check out those boots. They're available now. Todd wears leather boots, Todd's in leather right now. And rubber. I have some leather docks on right now. These are very old, by the way. <laughs> Scarpa Ski Boots. Their road to sustainability using polymers made from... Plastic. Caster beans. <laughs> I'm going to go with caster beans. <laughs> I'm going to go with caster beans. <laughs> the polymer shell of our Gia Ski Boot, the flagship product of our ski mountaineering line, uses PBAC's PBAX Renew, it's R-N-E-W, Renew, made of 65% renewable source dried materials. More specifically, the polymer is derived from castor oil, a vegetable oil extracted from a non-GMO and non-edible crop, therefore not competing with food production. In addition, this renewable material saves 32% of CO2 compared to conventional methods. I just looked it up. It's castor oil is the answer. (laughs) Castor oil. I think Isn't that, that a NASCAR ca- sponsor? From the castor bean. It comes from the castor bean, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there was a castor bean. That's really a bean? Well, you should be listening to these stories that you're reading. Oh, I should be reading them. All right. Anyway, there you go. Feel good about buying the new Scarpagias. Do you guys carry them? They just... Scarpa just arrived. I'm not sure if that's in the lineup. Okay. How expensive are castor beans? Are they like almonds? Avocados? I don't think so. Well, water avocados, consumption. Are, avocados are moderately priced right I'm now. I'm very worried about water consumption. Are they a heavy water crop? I, yeah, that's might, what I'm worried about. Like, how much water destruction are we creating for California? Okay, so if you had to choose between the atmosphere and water. Well. Well, they're all connected. Plastic's a uh, petroleum byproduct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Plastic like, never goes away. Like your used yeah. motor oil and, is yeah. making your vinyl white fences. Yeah. yeah we're we're not slowing down anytime soon that. on those, apparently. It's, it's science, you know. <laughs> You'd think that we were more. Come on, Scarpa, step it up. <laughs> Cast your beans, we can do better. That's all I'm saying. It sounds good. Until everything is made out of hemp, I quit. We can do better. All right. Brunton sold to Wyoming locals. Familiar with Brunton? Yeah, they make like stoves. Yep. After yeah. 25 years of foreign ownership, the renewed, the renowned compass maker is returning to its roots with the new acquisition. The Wyoming-based pair of inventors and former educators has acquired Brunton, one of the state's oldest brands, 127-year-old compass maker, which had most recently been a subsidiary of the Sweden-based Phoenix. Yesterday announced the change in ownership. The new owners, Lauren and Dave Hirschap of Lander, Wyoming had been educators in geoscience before becoming employees at Brunton in 2014, and then they just bought the company. Must have got Lauren it. is a sweetheart. That's how I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> Buy their product. Uh, <laughs> I was just making sure. I, sometimes I have to look at Todd so I know what he's... Come on. <laughs> I got to come around the corner. Okay. Finally, in the news, in the news, these are the 15 best ski runs in North America. Hint, none of them are in Utah. Not Bear Hollow. It's not on the list, really. Hmm. I don't know. Dave Murray Downhill in Whistler. <laughs> the Face, Heavenly California for moguls. Prima Cornice and Vale for moguls. Mid, Minturn Mile and Vale. Wait, can stand by. Who skis moguls anymore? It's not 83 anymore. Snowbrains. Okay. Highland Bowl, Aspen, Colorado, best for steeps. Coberts Collier, Jackson, best for steepest. Last Spike, Revelstoke, BC for longest. The Cut, Grouse Mountain, BC for scenery. Scenery. 
Apple Strudel, Aspen, Colorado for best on mountain food. Yes. Beer Belly, Red Mountain, BC. I just want to. I Can we just all hit the Beer Belly one? Best for trees. Kiri Glades, Fernie, BC, best for trees. Blue Sky Basin, Vail, Colorado, trees. Long Shot, Aspen, Colorado, trees. Still smoking some peaks, BC, trees. How much did Vail pay for this? A lot of money. Columbia, Breckenridge, best for Blue Run. (laughs) 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 Best Blue Run, huh? And Five Mile, Sun Peaks, BC, best best for Blue Run. They're my people. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to eat your words. This is going to be the winter of moguls. Just wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to knock your Return of the turn. You watch Marcus Caston? His videos are awesome. Did you see his pre ski one? Um, or a preseason edit on freaking rocks and no snow. His photographer is better looking than he is, though. That's true. Sorry. Gear 30 segment. <laughs> Black Friday deals start very soon. Start early at gear30.com. You should go check it out. So we're going to do $100 off skis on Black Friday and 25% off the whole store. 20, feel, 20 to 25% off the entire like- store. I feel like we're making news right now. Because the GM's making it up as he goes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, okay, so $100 off skis. Skis only. Not the bindings, but the skis. And then it's 20 to 25% <laughs> off the entire store. I can't remember. It's somewhere between 2 and 25%. 2 somewhere. 25 That's amazing. Support local. We're having a rough time. We're having a rough time with uh, the manufacturing issue. Yeah. As we all are. So Solomon, they're like, ah, here's some updated delivery dates. I'm all, after Christmas, question mark. Not helpful. Mm-mm. So, uh, like, Scarpa just showed up today. Jones is in a week or two. Some of the stuff is not before Black Friday, which is not helpful for local shops. So give your local shops some love. Please shop local. Gear30.com is actually, if you're, if you're in another state, this is helping us here. <laughs> Gear30.com or come on down to the shop. Black Shop Black Friday deals. And they send you the nicest notes when you buy stuff online. Thank you. I bought something online this and summer. in-store pickup. If you buy it online but do in-store pickup. Well, that's what I did, I think. Yeah. It said, I love you with a heart. That was And me. an exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a phone number. And a phone number. First dates. <laughs> you like should you have titled this friend. show First Dates. Yeah. First Dates. <laughs> Screw Deep Slap. <laughs> Brandon doesn't let us take breaks. That's on the note. Please come and leave me. Oh my god! I really have to go. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. It's like a letter in a bottle. They're all cries for help. I've been working seventy-two days in a row. My fingers are burning. All I asked for was clean sheets on my cock. But the discount is so good. That's so that's so bad. But that is a way to if you have if you really hate your employer. (laughs) It's one way to get the word out. Okay, so if the merch is coming late, like everything's stuck, is there any reason why collectively there can't be like a later Black Friday? Does it have to be on this day if the stuff isn't there? Well, unfortunately, the way the world is like Black November. So I I wish we were a manufacturer because there's manufacturers who are just like, you know what? Screw it. It's Black November. We'll have discounts on everything. It makes sense. But we... As a retailer, we can only go by what's called MAP or, or manufactured pricing, adjusted pricing. And so we go off what they tell us, and 
we can't break Matt, but a few times a year, and Black Friday is one of them. Well, so. if you're looking for they, I'm the they, and I'm changing the date. Yep. What about Please like do. Small Business May? Just saying. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. May. We got one. We got May's one. One binding <laughs> is yeah. showing up mid March. We're like, what the hell is this? Mid March. Uh-huh. Because we're going to buy a new binding in mid-March? Like, not just skis. We're like, screw it. I need new bindings in yep. March. Because somebody heard this show, and they're like, I hear moguls are going to be big. <laughs> big, big. True. Monster Huge. mogul March. Monster moguls. All right, we got to get out of here. Quote yep. of the week. I am grateful for what I am and have. My Thanksgiving is perpetual. Who said it? <clears throat> Henry David Thoreau. How much does he pay for this show? I, don't know. I feel like he makes it his he made a lot of quotes. The show yeah, a lot. we do a lot of throw quotes. Thanks to Banding One for powering today's 381st episode of the Object Outdoor Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to the Banding Collective on YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. It actually helps us. One day we'll make money from YouTube. I think we're around 88 subscribers. We need to be at 100. It's our first hump to get over. Do we have more than them? The Banyan Collective on. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. How dare you yeah. tell me about yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> anything. But anyway, the Banyan Collective face. on YouTube. Um, also, uh, the Podbean app for uh, just search the Banyan Collective Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. All the show notes and links are available at thebanyancollective.com. For those of you that fast forward, just automatically to the end of the show for the quote, and I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I'd say rewind. About halfway back, because there's some funny stuff, like right around... Like that, right before the quote? Yeah. Right around that 20-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. DM us on Instagram, at Ogden Adventure. This week's Outdoor Jukebox. This was pretty cool find, Todd. This was... This is Sammy Brew in Tan Van for Van Sessions with KJ Ward in the van at the same time. KJ Ward is now touring Europe, playing with the Backseat Lovers. So, this yeah. Is Sammy Brew and KJ. John Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. Bye. Well, I, I want to be happy, but the methods I use.